this is Small Cap Stocks Today, your best source for information on small cap stocks coast to coast with your host, Dave Donlin. Now, from the Stock Investor Daily Studios, here is Dave Donlin. And welcome back. Hope you're sticking with us today and ready for a brand new interview. I am Dave Donlin with Small Cap Stocks today, and we have a special interview. Our guest today is David Mishri, CEO of Mullen Automotive Inc. They trade on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol MULN. Now, Mullen is based in Southern California. They're an automotive company that owns and partners with several synergistic businesses, working toward the unified goal of creating clean and scalable energy solutions. The company is working to provide exciting EV options built entirely in the U.S. and made to fit perfectly into the American consumer's life. So we do have David with us. Let's go to that interview, that exclusive one-on-one interview with David Mishri, CEO of MULN. As far as dilution goes, stock price, any of those types of things, I know we can't talk really about the price of the stock, but what what we're talking about here um, on the street, so to speak, what people are bringing up uh, on the investor side is the shorting of the company, the dilution of the company, those sort of things. Obviously, I will point out one thing, uh, you know, that that's obvious from me doing this for a while, um, over 20 years, is uh, you're going to have dilution in the stock if you're making acquisitions. I mean, that's that's one thing to point out. But as far as what's going on with the company right now, why don't you talk about that and, and just address a couple of these things? Sure. Um, these are great times for us. Um, I do understand that the economy um, is in disarray. And I know that the market has been getting beat up extensively. And I know that all the, um, uh, not just uh, the EV stocks that are out there, but just stocks in general, even the indices are, are all getting beat up. But, um, you know, the good news is, is what you do in, in this market to enhance um, your ability to, to perform. And again, potential maybe works in a, in a good market, but in a market like this, you know, it's going to be fundamentals. It's going to be being able to get to the fundamentals. And I'm trying like hell to, uh, to, to point this company in a direction to where this company can be ultra successful. And, and it starts with using its, uh, its currency, which is its stock, to make smart acquisitions, acquisitions that can change the direction of any company. And what I mean by that, it's not where you start, it's where you finish, right? And maybe an acquisition that somebody might say, hey, um, don't understand it, um, don't see um, what the potential is, believe me, and I'm going to specifically use Bollinger as an example. I'm a big fan of, uh, of their product and have been for a long time. And when I saw that B1 and B2, I originally thought it was a, a GM product. And looking at that, um, uh, I said to myself, that, well, now that's a home run. And then when I got to dig in deeper into it, and after a few years of realizing that it wasn't a GM product and that Bollinger was out in the market um, to try to raise money and decided to go to a commercial line of vehicle to cut the time uh, as well as the risk uh, to launch and decided that they were going to go into a class three through six vehicle, I started to take a deeper dive into it and realize that, you know, and looking at the B, again, going back to the B1 and B2, I thought to myself, wow, here's a vehicle that is an all-terrain vehicle that performs like no other vehicle, no other 
off-road vehicle that I've ever seen, both on the road and off the road. And what I mean by that, and I'm talking massive, you know, uh, challenges like terrain, you know, some of the most um, challenging terrains in in the state of Utah and the state of Colorado, where you really, a vehicle, even a a Jeep or a a Range Rover Rover would have a problem in in climbing some of these or um, aggressively navigating through these terrains. And I saw the Bollinger, you know, time and time over and again and again and again perform. And what I mean by that, literally, uh, in a manner in which one, only one other vehicle, in my opinion, uh, did what it could do, and that was the Hummer H1 that is in military service today. And it's in military service because it could do exactly that. It can go places that no other off-road vehicle can go. I saw that in Bollinger. And then when I got a chance to take a look at their intellectual property and look at the unique items that they've designed to allow it to their upper arms or lower arms, the, 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 the construction, the special gearboxes, the special braking systems, the way they articulate their architecture to enable that vehicle to carry um, um, items that uh, no truck on the planet can carry made me a big believer that this could be the successor to the Hummer H1 at some point. So my focus wasn't necessarily... <laughs> The commercial side of the business where they were going with the, with the class three through class six, which I believe will be very successful and will generate money today. Now, I looked at the long term potential of what this would mean as a potential military vehicle. <laughs> um, and believe me when I say that uh, I think this is a very capable vehicle. It kind of reminded me of when um, the B1 bobber was actually introduced uh, to the to the general population during the Gulf War, and people were amazed on this new state-of-the-art bomber developed by the U.S. government. And it starts with, I believe, military contracts, and then it, it, it'll accelerate into the um, retail market segment. And I believe it'll be big there as well, because it just looks great. And to me, simplicity sells. So to look at something and to see the potential two or three years down the road is what excited me about Bollinger as a company. So I believe that the investment that the, that the shareholders in Mullen have made in Bollinger, well, will transition into one of the greatest achievements that I've ever made, because I believe it'll be highly successful. And I believe that the B1 and B2 will surpass any expectation that anybody has ever had for an off-road vehicle other than the vehicle branded the H1, which has been in service for 30 years, uh, developed by AM General and built for the U.S. government, and was also available for a decade as a retail product and was highly successful there as well. And then the offshoots, the Hummer H2, both SUV and SUT. So now let me get to the, the reason for Elms. Obviously, again, we talked about Elms. A uh, $1.4 billion market cap, I believe, somewhere around there, and, and, and uh, cash on hand, factory, product, uh, ho- a vehicle that was homologated, both class one and class three. I mean, assets that, to me, took many years to develop, lots of money, and a facility that if you try to build from the ground up, you're going to spend a lot of money. So the H2 SUV and SUT, ironically which are about the same structure as the B1 and B2, 
and sit into that what we call class three category, here's a factory that was built for that spec. And my long-term vision is the B1 and B2. How am I going to build that vehicle? Because without the proper facility for it, you know, we're talking a billion plus dollar spend. So think about this. Here I am now with a product that I think is generational. And now I just acquired an entire um, uh, asset base, which includes a factory that would otherwise, you know, I'd spend, God knows how much, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars as an example to do that, to do the same thing and take about three or four years to get there. I did it for less than a hundred million dollars. So now I have a home for the B1 and B2, but more importantly, not only a home, I have the home of the former Hummer H2 SUV and SUT, ironically, similar to the B1 and the B2. The B1 is the SUV, the B2 is the SUT, meaning call it things happen for a reason. Well, to me, it's just too much of an, you know, coincidence that a former Hummer facility built on the same type of platform as the B1 and B2 is now available to accelerate my path to production and reduce my costs dramatically. So now it makes the B1 and B2 a reality. Not only does it make the B1 and B2 a reality, it makes my Mullen 5 a immediate success, meaning I'm not going to spend $1.3 billion to build out my Tunica, Mississippi facility to support a million square feet of square foot build because I'm going to need a, um, um, a fully developed paint shop, fully developed body shop, and an expanded GNA. I can accomplish all of those goals in Michoacan that's ready now. So to answer the next question, Bollinger is on an accelerated path to production for the Bollinger B4 and then subsequently B3 through B6, meaning these are cab forward uh, trucks. And, uh, and I believe that um, they're going to, to impact the market dramatically. And we are on a path for a class one through three on the Mullen side. I decided that the perfect place to do all commercial development and builds would be in Tunica, Mississippi, because it's an existing facility that we already have and it can handle general assembly and, and, and light um, you know, uh, body shop production. So it opens up the possibility to one, accelerate the path on the commercial vehicles, and it gives us the bandwidth to mitigate the risk getting into B1, B2, Mullen 5, and Mullen 5 RS production in Michoacan, Indiana. So we've now successfully cut our cost and accelerated our path to production. Now, people may not see that. People may only look at, wow, here's a um, you know uh, a early, sta early stage development company that just bought an early stage development company you know, um, which is not the truth because we've been around for eight plus years and so has Bollinger. So maybe it's two old companies <laughs> that decided to get together and use each other's resources and cross-pollinize its teams to accelerate its path to production on all fronts. Now, how this all plays out, time will tell, but 
from my perspective, these two acquisitions, no one else in the space has ever done anything like this. Nobody. We're the first guy to go out there. You may want to call, if you want to call it a roll-up strategy, you can. <laughs> and I have no problem being regarded, you know, as a roll-up king. But what I really did here was I strategically positioned the company to get to market as quick as it possibly can and mitigate its cost to do so. And again, when we start to post revenue in 2023, early, early 2023, and we start to announce customers and we start to announce all of the wonderful things that are in the pipeline, then, uh, you know, then people can pass judgment. They can either say that this guy here was smart in his approach in a bad market, or they can say he was a complete and utter failure. It's a, it's a long haul. And uh, by the time that uh, it's all said and done, I think that the investors that are invested in Mullen are going to be real happy that we made the acquisitions and took the path that we took. I have a, uh, a couple of other questions for you, but um, first I want to get to this particular little factoid and, and, and get you to comment on this. Uh, and this goes back to the news regarding Elms and Bollinger, like we're speaking about, as far as the uh, bankruptcy approval to purchase the Elms assets, et cetera. And Fisker is at a $2 billion market cap, having just acquired a factory and no cars on the road. MULM is at a 100, correct me if I'm wrong, is at a $126 million market cap, winning the bankruptcy auction for $294 million worth of assets. That includes the factory, which we're talking about in Indiana, Mishakwa, and also recently acquiring 60% of Bollinger. Like to comment about that? Sure. Well, let's, you know, let's just, <laughs> let's just look at, we bought Bollinger for $148.2 million and we've gotten all the Elms assets for just under a hundred million, whatever the number is. So let's just call it a quarter of a billion dollars expended, right? How the heck can you have a market cap of $200 million when you have assets worth, you know, meaning even based on gap, on what you paid for them. We, we took accounting principles and used gap. It's still a quarter of a billion dollars, right? So I don't, yeah, I don't go by any of that, right? I mean, to me, the company, you know, the company's only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. But believe me when I tell you this, there's companies out there that, that got, you know, $5 billion market caps, $6 billion market caps, and don't have two factories, don't have product, don't have the history we have and the history that Bollinger has. And, and, you know, we have a portfolio of IP that'll blow your mind. And so does Bollinger. And we just acquired a bunch of IP from Elms. So think about that. Just put it in perspective. If you want to just value this on intellectual property, or you want to value it on gap, what was paid for it. I mean, I'm not telling people, <laughs> you know, how to do your due diligence. I'm just telling them that typically, if it were me, I would look at the value being predicated on what someone was willing to pay for something. And we paid for these combined assets, 200 and, you know, call it $50 million. How the hell do you have a market cap less than what you spent? Plus, that doesn't include Mullen, right? So, hey, I know the stock is undervalued. That's okay by me. You know, the, 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 the same way it's undervalued, you know, we can turn around one day, hopefully in the very near future, and, and we have, you know, a Goliath 
market cap predicated on fundamentals. Talking about this particular piece of news on these acquisitions, I, I want to talk about three things all wrapped around this acquisition. Number one is B4 Bollinger's are to be delivered to fleet customers fall of 2022. Elms has binding contracts, again, correct me if I'm wrong, for vans with places like Penske, United Road, and others, along with the fact that you've been talking with, we'll use the word talking with for now, because that's what it's right now, uh, you know, without news being out, uh, multiple Fortune 500 companies, et cetera. You I don't want to get into that one again. Well, no, um, but what my No, 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 but, but in, in all fairness... It's about leveraging those contacts that you've already spoken with. And now you have an Elms and a Bollinger to go with that. We're not just talking to one or two different groups. We're talking to some really, really big, you know, gigantic, um, you know, there's some big opportunities for us and, and not, nothing to do with Elms, you know, just Mullen in general is out there um, being aggressive. You know, we're, we're doing what all the other guys are doing. We're trying to take our product. We know that we're the only ones in the market right now with, with a class one vehicle. And uh, we think we, you know, we can do some damage. Now, the good news is, you know, we have product and we have um, the ability to deliver quick. So, now we got to convert that into dollars. And then we take the dollars and we show people that we've generated revenue because no one wants to hear, you know, you know, what do they call it? The potential. People are sick and tired of potential. Then don't, don't tell me about potential. Tell me about dollars and going into your bank account from sales of vans. Well, we're going to show them dollars going into our bank account from sales of vans. And uh, again, when I say R, I mean, the, the shareholders, every shareholder that owns stock in Mullen is going to be, you know, is, is going to have pride to be able to look at their friend and they're going to say, hey, we, we as, a, as, as a group, as an entity, as a team have delivered on vehicles and we can service them and we have a solution to grow the business to a level where it becomes, um, influential, meaning capturing market share. A lot of interesting things going on with the company, David. I guess a final question for you is anything else you like to go ahead and stress? Anything maybe we didn't talk about or, or possibly shareholders and, and prospective investors that are now following the company over the last couple of days of trading might want to know about the company from your point of view? Sure. Again, I'll reiterate that the company's focus is fundamentals, is getting out there and not just saying we're going to do something, but actually do it. And we believe that we've demonstrated or are about to demonstrate that not only did we make some great decisions uh, in these two acquisitions, one, one of which is an asset acquisition, but more importantly, the, you know, the ability to deliver on, on product and the ability to get to market quickly, faster than anybody else in this uh, commercial segment. So we're, we're very pleasantly um, excited to, to get out there and, and take advantage of the wide open market that's been created for us and to uh, deliver on fundamentals. We'll have uh, some great 
great uh, events, um, things to report on a regular basis. And it's all going to start with uh, these uh, these class one vans on our end and uh, well, class one and class three, as well as uh, well, one through three. <laughs> and then with Bollinger, we'll start with the class four and then it'll go class three through six. So and we'll both share uh, jointly a lot of the technologies that we've both developed and we'll also cross pollinize teams and uh, we'll uh, try to take control of the entire uh, commercial segment one through six. And we think we can do that pretty quickly and efficiently and proud to announce that we have two fully functional facilities, one which is a mega facility in Michawaka, Indiana, and the other, which is an amazing General Assembly facility in Tunica, Mississippi. And, uh, you know, how many guys can actually say that they can not only, you know, create a car, but actually build it and sell it. And, and I think that's where we make ourselves different, right? We differentiate between us and everybody else is here is deliverables. Let us collect cash and record that and move on to the next project. So it's going to come down to just generating, you know, generating receivables and hopefully making profits and building a company and maybe uh, doing something that most of these other guys can't do. And that's establish a segment or, or, or market in a segment that, that right now is completely wide open class one through six. And then we get to Bollinger B1, B2, Mall and five and five RS, which is good for me, which is the fun stuff, right? It's being able to, to bend the envelope and to do things that people only dream about doing, but we're going to make it a reality. You know, I, I uh, trademark, imagine what's possible. And, you know, we're going to show people what that means. We're going to deliver product and it can only happen here in America. This is a land of opportunity, free enterprise. And we're going to take full advantage of that. And we're going to create all of the fundamentals in a bad market to create the activity needed to have sustainability and growth. So these are all the things that, that we are going to pride ourselves in doing as a team, right? From the top all the way down to the bottom. And it starts today, not tomorrow. My guest has been David Mishri, CEO and founder of Mullen Automotive Inc. Trading on the NASDAQ under the ticker symbol MULN. If you'd like to find out some more information about the company, take a look at their corporate website. Website address is mullinusa.com. David, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. You have been listening to Small Cap Stocks Today, your best source for information on small cap stocks coast to coast with your host, Dave Donlin. Join us again soon for another edition of Small Cap Stocks Today. This program is entirely produced and sponsored by Cervell Group, which is responsible for the content. Opinions and information provided on this program are those of the guests and those of the respective companies they represent and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff or management of Cervell Group. Small Cap Stocks Today encourages all listeners of this program to do their due diligence and research when determining investment strategies that will work for them or to seek the assistance of an investment professional. The guests of this program may have paid for its distribution and are not directly affiliated with Cervell Group or Small Cap Stocks Today.